Anthony Richardson, welcome to the NFL. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday. Happy day two of the NFL draft. I am Brandon Olson. You everydayers know that. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. My eye just started bothering me, which is super cool, um, super fun, super dope. But we're here talking about Anthony Richardson because the first round of the draft is over. At the time of recording this, it is 1.36 a.m., so that's woo! Um, but the first round of the draft is over. The fourth pick of the draft was Anthony Richardson, which wasn't surprising at all. Like, like that was something that, I mean, a lot of media talked about. It's something that we spoke about here in Lockdown Gators kind of frequently of, hey, like the Colts, one, they really like Anthony Richardson. Two, Chris Ballard, we're focused on the guys that are in the building right now. While Anthony Richardson was on his visit to the Colts, in the building at the time. They just hired Shane Steichen from the Philadelphia Eagles, who runs an RPO-style offense with quarterback run game, quarterback being an extension of the run game, very Anthony Richardson-friendly. And again, they were not shy about liking Anthony Richardson. Like This was a big thing. At the Florida Gators Pro Day, the Colts, I believe his official title is Director of Player Personnel, was at the Pro Day, spent extensive time with Billy Napier, spent extensive time with Anthony Richardson, and then spent extensive separate time with Anthony Richardson's agent, Third quarterback off the board was Anthony Richardson. Not surprising. Also, uh, I think you could have made a better argument that he should have been second as opposed to fourth because no other quarterback went off the board after him. He was the last one. Fourth pick is the last one. Will Levis did not get drafted at this point in time. He has not been drafted. And I've said it before, and I will say it again, where this was probably... I want to say the third best fit for Anthony Richardson. Um, The first two were the Seahawks and the Lions. Beautiful fits. But Anthony Richardson, third best fit, probably with the Annapolis Colts. Maybe with the Carolina Panthers. And I think the important part to remember with Anthony Richardson is like, it's not, okay, AR, go into this team. It's watching how the Colts use the remainder of the draft to build around Anthony Richardson. I'm also curious, like, I, I want to know. I know I'm not going to get an answer for months, but, like, I want to know, what is his rookie season going to look like? Like, are we looking at Anthony Richardson as 
hey, you're going to start right away. Whether or not we think you're ready to start, because guess what? You do give us the best chance to win these games because you've got, what, Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, and Sam Ellinger as your other quarterbacks. So you might win the quarterback battle. You might that like they might go into this and just say, "Hey, you're going to start no matter what. Like like you're going to be the guy because you're going to be the guy for the future. So take your lumps now, and get over that and, and keep going." Or you can sit here and say, "Hey, we know that a quarterback room not good in any way, shape, or form right now in Indy outside of Anthony Richardson, but." you're going to sit regardless and that's how we're going to look if he is the starter you know is that is that forced like is that hey like we like we're starting you take your lumps now is it that he wins the battle or what if the plan going into the draft was always from Shane Steichen from Chris Ballard what if the plan was always hey Florida Gators <laughs> Florida Gators. Indianapolis Colts have an RPO heavy style as it is with quarterback run game being involved in the offense with a great rushing attack with solid pass catchers and big pass catchers as well. Like that was a big thing that I spoke about frequently going into the 2022 season for the Florida Gators was Anthony Richardson is inconsistent. He struggles with accuracy. Having Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, ideally would have helped because they're big-bodied receivers, and this is a quarterback that, like I said, struggles with accuracy consistently, So, or accuracy consistency, and needs those big-bodied receivers with large catch radiuses. Michael Pittman Jr. has a pretty large catch radius. Alec Pierce, the second-year receiver, has a pretty large catch radius. Mo Ali Cox has a pretty large catch radius. Uh, who was it last year? Jelani Woods, pretty large catch radius. Like These were all players where large catch radiuses should help you as a quarterback that struggles with consistency and accuracy to help your game. And guess what? Like I said, RPO style makes it even easier. Guess what? Adding in a quarterback run game makes it even easier. Like that's why this is one of the best fits for Anthony Richardson is just that there's so many good things and so many things that just can go in, in general, that can go well for Anthony Richardson here. It's such an easy fit. It's a home run pick. Like I, I have, very little doubt about Anthony Richardson becoming a successful NFL quarterback. Okay? Especially with the Colts. I I just think that their situation right now for him is damn near perfect. But they do still have to build around him. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode of Locked on Gators is brought to you by Built Bar. It is a couple days away from May at this point. If you're trying to get that final stretch of summer bod, if you're trying to just trim a little bit of baby fat still, trying to throw a little bit of fat, trying to bulk up a tiny bit, add Built Bar into your plan. They've got 
coated in 100% chocolate, first of all, most important. Most bars have 130 calories, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You can get them online at builtorbuiltbar.com, or now you can go into your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself that Built Bar. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcasts. And we're going to spend pretty much the rest of the show talking about how the Florida Gators, I'm going to do that every time, how the Indianapolis Colts can use the remainder of the 2023 NFL draft to build around Anthony Richardson. And the way that I did that, of course, was I went to PFF's mock draft machine, mock draft simulator, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I went to PFF's mock draft program. Uh, <laughs> and I went through it as the Colts with Anthony Richardson. That's the fourth pick. They already updated it, by the way. So, like, you can do it with the 32 picks already set. And with the Colts, their next pick is at pick 35, which means that right now in the NFL second round, there's 32 with the Steelers. There's 33 with, I don't know. <laughs> there's 34 with, I don't know. Uh, there's 32 with the Steelers, 33 with the Cardinals, 34 with the Lions, and then 35 as uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I saw that I forgot who I think this was Connor Rogers, uh, Connor Rogers final mock that came out yesterday before the first round. He had Anthony Richardson going fourth to the Colts. And then at 35, he had Osiris Torrance. I did not think that was going to happen because I was like, okay, like Osiris should go before then. Osiris went to the senior bowl and dogged senior bowl director, Jim Nagy tweeted yesterday. You know, I'm hearing that, Offensive tackle is going to be the move on day one. And interior offensive line is going to have a run on day two. Well, this is the start of that run, okay? This is the start. Osiris Torrance at 35. The Colts need offensive line help. Realistically, Osiris Torrance could be the pick at 35 if the Steelers don't take him at 32. I don't know if the Cardinals are taking him. And... I, I think, yeah, I think that if Osiris doesn't go at pick 32, you could realistically talk about him as being the pick at 35. I don't I don't know if the Lions take him. So that'd be awesome, right? You would see in just a weekend, Anthony Richardson and Osiris Torrance both get drafted by the same team on back-to-back nights. That'd be incredible quarterback, guard, back together. And also, can we talk about how awesome that would make the Colts at guard? Quentin Nelson on one side and Osiris Torrance on the other? I would hate my life if I was a linebacker going against that because when they get running, they're going to annihilate your life. So it'd be awesome to see them paired up together. You give Anthony Richardson the protection he needs. Awesome. Pick 79, the next pick. Corey Trice, Purdue corner. Uh, actually, sorry. Uh, pick 79, the next pick is Nathaniel Tank Dell, the receiver from Houston. I mean, he's just incredible. Like, he is a crazy, talented, crazy gifted route runner. And he gets overlooked because of his size, because he is a bit small. But at the same time, he's going to be your slot receiver, right? Like, he's going to be the receiver. That's working on the inside with 
Michael Pittman Jr., and Alec Pierce as your boundary guys. So Tank Dell gets to be your smaller slot receiver. He can also work all three levels of the field. You need him to work short underneath. He can do that easily. You want him to work on those intermediate routes that Anthony Richardson threw to quite a bit unsuccessfully, but threw to quite a bit in Gainesville. You can do that. If you want a slot receiver that can stretch the field vertically, you're not getting Jalen Hyatt at 79. He's not going to be there. But Nathaniel Tankdale will be. I don't know why I keep calling him Nathaniel. I've literally, up until this recording, I've only ever referred to him as Tank Dell. Um, but Tank Dell can be your slot receiver that stretches the field vertically and works up the seams. All that is just like, hey, guess what? Anthony Richardson, here's more talent. And I'm not saying, you know, use the rest of the draft as a way to build around Anthony Richardson offensively. Because like I mentioned, and I brain farted, uh, my next pick after Tank Dell is cornerback out of Purdue, Corey Trice. He'd be the fourth-round pick. He'd be the first day three pick. Uh, he'd be the pick at 106. I just think Corey Trice has been lighting it up. Um, but I'm not going to go super in-depth on defensive guys just because you know this is about building around Anthony Richardson. And while you do need good defense around Anthony Richardson, the focal point of this is more about the offense. Um, so Corey Trice, just no big fan at Purdue. Don't know why he was available at 106, but hey. I'll take, like, you could have taken him at 79, and I would have been perfectly fine with it. Um, but the next pick, tight end, back on offense, Zach, I don't know if it's pronounced Kuntz or Kuntz, but Zach Kuntz, uh, Old Dominion, tight end. He's not going to be much like this year. Like, Zach Kuntz is, is the Anthony Richardson of tight ends. Like, you're probably going to need a little bit of time to develop and refine technique. But Zach Kuntz, at the end of the day, is still a phenomenal athlete. And you bank on athleticism. Like, that is something that NFL teams will tell you year in and year out. You find a freaky athlete, and you bank on that athleticism. That's just how it goes. And I think with Zach Kuntz, then he's pretty comfortable as a pass catcher as it is. So you're looking at Anthony Richardson, who, let me guess, or... Let me think back. Um, I said struggles with accuracy, consistency, needs big-bodied pass catchers that he can get the ball to because he's going to probably struggle with pass catching consistency. Um, And so then we talk about Zach Kuntz, who relative athletic score, same relative athletic score, as Anthony Richardson with a 10.00, the most athletic tight end of all time paired with the most athletic quarterback of all time, six foot seven that runs a four, six and has a 40 inch vert six foot seven with a 40 inch vert. He could just stand in the end zone and win it like, like legitimately like he's rebounding a basketball. It's as simple as that for him in the end zone. So you get that athletic, big tight end that could be your safety valve, but could also stretch the field vertically and and allow you to kind of be a more aggressive passing team. Yeah, pretty freaking good fit. Uh, The next two picks are 
uh, Marte Mapu from Sacramento State, who he's listed as a safety on PFF. He's I, I think he's more likely to play linebacker at the next level. And then I took another safety with the next pick in Tradine, who, yeah, a Florida Gator defender here, where I know how a lot of Florida Gators fans feel about Tradine. I know you hate him. That's okay. You can hate him. That's fine. Um, but end of the day, he's going to be a better pro than he was a college football player. That's not a uh, that's not a, a suggestion that I'm making. That's not something that I'm just like lobbing out there as a possibility. That's me saying that he will be a better pro football player than he was a college football player because he's just going to be a better fit there. But that's neither here nor there. We are focusing on building the offense. The next player that we're talking about is also in the backfield. Not a quarterback, but it's Evan Hull, running back out of Northwestern. Here's the thing. I like Evan Hull. I'm I'm a big Evan Hull fan. Um, If you follow any of my work with Giants Country, which you don't need to at all, but just know that I did write about Evan Hull at Northwestern because, first off, one hell of a pass catching running back. Second, you're going to run the ball a lot, whether that's... Jonathan Taylor, whether that's Anthony Richardson, whether that's a slot receiver that you have, whoever it is, you're going to run the ball a lot. You can get a day three contributor. That's a win 10 times out of 10. I will also just take this moment to give Evan Hull his his flowers kind of because going into senior bowl week, I was not super impressed with his game. He wasn't someone like I, and by super impressed with his game, I mean like I was watching like Peter Skaronsky with Northwestern and other Northwestern players, and I would occasionally see something from Evan Hull, and I was like, eh, it doesn't pop enough for me. Then the Senior Bowl came around, and he was one of the faster running backs uh, on the on like in the game, and that kind of makes you pop. So Evan Hull, you're you're a great guy, a great prospect, I think. And the last player to talk about, Jake Bobo from UCLA. Jake Bobo at UCLA is listed as a wide receiver. Almost definitely going to play wide receiver at the NFL level. But at UCLA was used as a wide receiver tight end kind of hybrid. And it wouldn't shock me at all to see. Like if I think of Jake Bobo going to the Indianapolis Colts, there are two ways that I see him being used. One is like the wide receiver tight end hybrid style that he was at UCLA. You know, you're the crack man. You're the one that also might take a jet sweep. You might take a reverse, an end around, whatever it is. You might do that and you might work in line a bit. Uh, Yeah. And you might do all that. But the other way that I see him being used with the Indianapolis Colts that I personally do love if he would if he were to be used in that way is that i could see jake bobo and again this is not me saying he is nearly as good as this player but using jake bobo as that like that power rpo guy where you just throw the slant to the big dude over the short middle and you just let him make plays after the catch i could see jake bobo being that that aj brown type of role obviously not nearly as good as aj brown 
but that A.J. Brown-type role could be fantastic for Jake Bobo. Jake Bobo might be a little more dynamic, but he's definitely not as good as just like being a receiver, and he's also definitely not as good as far as power style. So maybe he doesn't do that. But Jake Bobo is someone that I do like, and I would love it if he ends up being a Colt. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Yes, we will be back tomorrow, Saturday, with John Garcia to talk about recruiting for the Florida Gators. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And I will see all of you tomorrow.